Welcome, welcome everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and as the title says, we are talking about Avengers Age of Ultron for this episode. And to join me in doing so, joining me first up, Paris Lily. Paris, what's up, dude? You know, Age of Ultron was the first MCU movie I walked out of highly disappointed. Really? I thought you were going to say you walked out of it. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Whoa. <laughs> no, I, wow. I walked out going, this is not what I expected it to be. And I was pretty much let down. And rewatching it, I still feel the same way. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to talk about it in a second here. But let's introduce, of course, that third voice here joining us to break this movie down. Swain. Swain, what's up, man? Hi. I, I'm still in shock. Paris. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, we get into it. <laughs> well, let's see. You know what? Maybe Paris won't walk away from your plot summary, Swain. Swain, give us give us the plot summary for Avengers Age of Ultron. What you got? I don't think I'm going to convince him. <laughs> Ultra, Age of Ultron. Tony creates his first superbot and is a deadbeat superbot dad. <laughs> a deadbeat superbot. You, you, and, you, and you know what's funny? That is part of my disappointment is Tony being the quote-unquote deadbeat robot dad. If you break it down, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just, don't you think, though, like, I mean, really, let's face it, guys. The events of this movie is really where everything coming forward here really just... So, I mean... So many callbacks. In hindsight, that the movie was a lot better for me, uh, simply because of, like, it really was... It was like a... Not a stopgap, but it definitely, like, they definitely had a vision for the future, and where the long-term story was going. And they kind of needed this one to happen some way or another. Yes. They needed to build the bridge from that first half to the second half. And you can't go from the attack on New York straight to the Infinity War because that's just too short of an arc for Thanos, in my opinion. Like, yeah. you, you got to have a longer term, like, something is burnt, like... Something is brooding in the background, ready to go eventually. And it's always a constant threat. And that ends up being what makes Tony's character more deep in the movies. Like, it adds to Iron Man 3. That makes that a better movie. It makes Ultron a better movie. And it kind of makes Civil War even a better movie. Oh, because yeah. you're constantly like dealing with Tony's like obsession and his PTSD from those like those movies, and those lead to where we're at now. So, yeah, so, yeah. so it 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 was better rewatching simply because I know what happens. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. The first time around, though, I can agree. It definitely had some moments that were just like, oh, um, man, okay, fine. <laughs> this is where we're going with it. Yeah, it was kind of jumpy for sure. Well, I, I will say again, in hindsight, watching this and knowing where we are, it's it's clear this was the movie they knew the roadmap. They knew they knew where they were gonna end up here coming up in April twenty nineteen. It was all the seeds were being planted. Oh, they said the as name of, of the movie. The <laughs> yeah, they did, the yeah. They didn't this. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So a lot of things I felt got forced in to what make you, sure that we got here. What do you think the chances are they knew the the name of it during the filming of this movie? Mm. I'm going to I'm put it less than 10%. Yeah. I don't care what to say. 
I don't think they did, man. I'm, I'm not going to give yeah. them that much credit. But, you know, yeah. this movie, I think for me, was really even just when I think back to all the times I've watched superhero movies, this was really the first movie that even made me question the aftermath, right? Because really that's where th- we see everything in here. And you see mm-hmm. just the destruction. Obviously, that's like the big theme in Civil War and kind of where everything, you know, is grounded on the events of this. But there is just total destruction by the superheroes here. It's like, yes, they they quote unquote save the day. But man, there's a lot of devastation. And it's no more evident than in the Hulk when the Hulk gets his mind corrupted and just goes on a tear. We've heard about it in some other movies. And sure, in The Incredible Hulk, we got to see a little bit of it at the, you know, the university and that. But here... I mean, it is just on full scale of him crashing through buildings and just the aftermath of what's causing that. And, you know, to see literally a whole city raised up in the air and come crashing down, sure, they saved all those lives, but you can't help but think of all the people whose lives they didn't save. You know, and I think that this movie really kind of sets that tone of like, man, these heroes really, there's some rough things around the edges here for, for what they're doing, you know? Don't you think? Exactly. Especially, again, in hindsight, I mean, I'm, when you saw it the first time, yeah, you, we could see it, but once you see Civil War, it really makes sense. But for me, that's where no, it, after now knowing where everything goes, wow, like this, there's a lot on display in this movie of destruction by the heroes. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to, I mean, obviously, we know what what happens in Civil War. What is the consequence for being a superhero that's unchecked? That's kind of the question that's being asked in this movie with the end result. But but I I do want to bring up part of my my issue where I I walked away disappointed is Ultron himself. You got James Spader, obviously, in the height of his popularity on the blacklist to be Ultron. I I remember when they announced it at that Comic-Con that they were getting Spader. And I'm like, oh, my God, because I'm thinking Ultron. They played Ultron for comedy more so than they played him for menacing villain they were still trying to figure out their villain problem during during age of ultron they hadn't quite gotten to the point where they nailed to have the 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 villain that we actually could understand and see their point of view he, he like i said he was more comedy and they played it more of he was just upset at daddy at tony stark more so than truly having this plan of mass destruction and everything everything led back to tony stark with his creation and for his motivations and ultimately for me anyways it it was it was a letdown because ultron in the comics was a maniac and i was really hoping that's what they were going to play on the big screen and we we just didn't get that so Mm -hmm. that was my main disappointment Yeah, I mean, for me, I had no preconceived notions of what Ultron was going into the movie, like from the comics. Uh, I wasn't too into that section of the comics before I saw it, but it seemed like just watching it for the first time wasn't too bad for me because I didn't like I said, I didn't have anything going into it Um, this time around, though. I can I could definitely see some of that, but I will say that this movie is like height of Avengers being a team. Like this is yeah. this is it. Like they are. This is as like composed of a team as they get. And it's very evident in the first scene mm-hmm. where they're raiding the compound. And it's like it is just so like it is so good as like a 
hey, just watch the Avengers like take down some baddies. Like yep. that is. So I found myself saying during it, I'm like, man, I really hope there's another scene in Endgame where they're all together like this and they're all they're winning. Unit. They're winning because yep. like going forward, they don't tend to win all that often. Yeah. They tend to get their butts kicked. So uh, to see it in the future in hopefully Endgame in some fashion, even if it's like f- five minutes of Endgame, like just give it to me. I would love to see like the full team and f- see them happy for at least a moment. Cause they are well, here yeah. on out. They're just like, they're fighting against each other. Someone's dad dies or they find out how someone's dad died. And it's just, it's a bummer going forward. So, yeah. Well, that, that first scene, you know, you have the moment where what, uh, is it Tony that swears and cap says, you know, watch your, watch your language. And then you have, even when, when, uh, that's when, is it Thor that smashes caps shield? It causes yep. a big like explosion, and then even the way Black Widow and Banner kind of just the fact that she knows what to do to calm him down. They're all just like you said, working as a team, and it almost kind of reminded me of like their confidence. There reminds me of the beginning of Winter Soldier, how Cap is just like he's confident. He knows that that opening scene. He's just tearing across that boat, and again, just working as a, a unit there. Cap throws That's, a motorcycle at a dude. He does, dude. He flips it and <laughs> just tosses it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's such a great moment in this movie. But real quick to go back to Ultron, like, I think what what's different about this Ultron and really almost any villain, I guess, up to this point that we kind of had is he's he's really, like, omnipresent as a villain, not necessarily to us, the audience, but to them, right? Like, even if they destroy the Ultron body in front of them, he just goes, taps himself right back into the, I don't want to say the matrix, but you know, he's back in the internet and he can go and just go to another body. So like, I think him as a villain, it was very different than what we've seen up to this point where I kind of do agree with you though, Paris, it would have been cool if we had that just constant vision of what, and no pun intended there, but vision of what <laughs> Ultron is as the villain. Cause we don't really get that till what, maybe three quarters of the way when he kind of hey. builds the full, the full hey, suit that and, we see him on or see him in. And don't, yeah, and don't get me wrong, the the scene at Avengers Tower where we're introduced oh, to Ultron where yeah. he's created and and he pretty doing cool. air quotes kills Jarvis and then he gives the speech to the Avengers. I, oh, I love that. That yeah. was great. That it's, was like, "Oh, wow, here we go. Here we go." And I just felt Avengers it was kind of down from there. Had like some of the spookiest moments, like the like kind of like creepy like uh, that's where like they they went in that direction every so often and like if they did it more throughout the movie, it probably would have been a better movie. Like, yeah, like the very creepy Ultron coming out, like singing the no strings, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like man. that's so good. And then there's a couple other moments with like, uh, with Wanda where she's just cr- like a very creepy, like, like doing like the backs backwards, like walk through the door and mm-hmm. like, as she's messing with people's minds, just like showing mm-hmm. up. And that's like, Oh man, that's like that's what I hope the Disney Plus like thing kind of goes the direction where it's a little bit creepier and like thrillery, uh, but we'll see. I don't let's, know. I, I like I like those moments. Those moments were were really good, but they were few and far between. I mean, let's talk about the addition of those two because they are. I mean, obviously they start off the movie kind of as villains, and by the end they are well. One of them is now an Avenger, Wanda herself. But, you know, what do you think of them, too, just in their use in this movie? 
I think. Paris, you got a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny because, I like like Swain's saying, I, I love this Scarlet Witch, this Wando that we had in Age of Ultron. And like he was saying, I want to see more of that. Maybe it's the Disney Plus series or whatever the case. But it's so funny because when we think of uh, Quicksilver or um, – God, what is his real name? I'm blanking on his real Pietro. name. but Yeah, Pietro. But the, the, but the fact that we had – the days of future past I know, Quicksilver. Yeah. He just he just outclassed him. So yep. by the time we got this one, I was like, dude, you you just don't compare because that <laughs> days of future past scene where we got to see Quicksilver on display with, with his speed, you know, with the the Magneto break breaking him out of jail was awesome. And we yeah. just never had that moment with with this Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. So he always kind of felt second class to me. Plus, again, I almost felt and and this is me having my overall issue with, with Josh Whedon. I, I feel mm-hmm. like he, his movies, he tends to d- do this a little too much. He plays things way too much for comedy. And he used, again, he used this Quicksilver too much for comedy. Kind of the running joke between him I mean, and Hawkeye. You, you know a, what I mean? There's a way to use comedy, but there's also like the like outright bad comedy. Yes. Yeah. He does. Like, yeah. It feels like he takes a bunch of shots and like maybe 50% of them or less hit and they're good. Like I love Hawkeye's like sassy attitude throughout this whole movie. Like that's the good humor I like. from yeah. this. He's like, he pulls back the string and as Quicksilver's running away, he's like, I could do it. No yeah, one, nobody know. That's great. Like comedy, but like the, the perfect example of it, it's not even meant for comedy, but like, was it like, you can't even tell like it's, it's it's so bad is literally like quicksilver's death he's like you yeah, bet you didn't right. see that coming it's like why did that have to be his last words like you could yeah you could make something else here like mm-hmm. have it be a little bit more impactful that way when you name your kid after him i understand why not because his last words were a joke like oh he was funny i'm, I'm funny too so like i'm gonna name my kid after him because he saved me like <laughs> And let me ask you this, both of you guys, this. He's technically the first Avenger that we've seen die in the MCU, right? Yeah. I had zero mm. – he had zero emotional impact. I did not care that he died in that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? And even here we are now in Endgame. I'm not screaming for Thanos to reverse time so he returns or something <laughs> like that, right? You know, yeah, like no. it doesn't matter. His death was very unfulfilling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the scene because I, I do want to talk about the scene because this, you know, I'm talking about Joss Whedon and his humor, the scene of them in Avengers Tower and they're all trying to grab Thor's, you know, pick up <laughs> and that was good. It was good, right? And for me, that yeah. was when, and I've, I've talked about it here on the show and we've talked about the Thor movies is I just was never really into Thor. That was really the first, I think the beginning of my turn into enjoying Thor and you could really see they, they started realizing like, wait a minute, if we write him with a little bit of humor, like when he's arguing... Uh, over who's got the better girlfriend, you know, yes, they're going back like a, that. Yes. They, they really played into that in Age of Ultron, and that's where it really started to shine, and I think that's when they realized, like, wait a minute, if we push Thor as a character like this moving forward, I think we'll get more people on board. And obviously that's what led to Thor Ragnarok, I think, just being what it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I love I love that scene. Uh, just the end of it. Jane's better. I was like, that's hilarious. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's great. I, I love that. And what's he going to say that you, you what are you going to yeah. fight Thor right here? Because Thor would yeah. literally fight you if that's what you want to do. 
Which I, I do have to say again, just sticking with that that entire scene in Avengers Tower, because again, that entire Avenger Tower scene, just everything that they put in there, the Stan Lee cameo, obviously, that, that was in there was great. Even War Machine, Rhodey, he had his moment <laughs> in there as well. It was pretty funny. But the one scene which I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping gets paid off in Endgame somehow, some way, is when they were all trying to pick up Molnir, and Cap moved it just slightly. Yeah. And you and you see you see Thor's face just go from ha ha like wait what <laughs> I, like you know that I love that and I hope that gets played off in Endgame somehow some way but um yeah, yeah it's great you know I, I would say that it would be neat but I bet you the payoff of just Vision picking it up in there and like I mean of course there's Whedon yeah. right but like that's kind of like that's their way of paying it off like all right well Vision can pick it up whatever um <laughs> yeah. What else did I want? There was somebody, somebody else I wanted to mention here. Um, Claw, Claw. We, we, of course, we, yeah, is our first uh, got, introduction to him for sure. And we see how, of course, his arm gets taken off here, and that pays off later on. I mean, even just Wakanda in general gets mentioned here. You know, we learn yep. about the vibranium and all of that uh, in this scene. Which, for people that maybe didn't remember that, if you know, rewatching this, if you didn't remember that from this movie, obviously that pays off huge in Black Panther. Um, I love uh, Andy Serkis, man. He is just—he's a guy. Just ever since like Lord of the Rings and everything he did with Gollum, I'm you know just kind of following him. And he's—I mean, like, just physically, he is completely like retransformed himself. The guy <laughs> is just jacked, and he just yep. plays this role well, so well. We'll get to it in Black Panther, but it's such a shame that he's like—he—he—he he, he, could—he had the potential to be a much better villain yes. for this for oh, the yeah. uh, MCU. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I'm trying to think—is there any gap that they could go back to where he would be? I mean, I don't really see us retrograding that much. I mean, we talked about going back with Captain Marvel, but it, you know, would you go? Anywhere oh, I in this can time tell. Frame? I can tell you where he'll fit in perfectly if they do it. Uh, is the Black Widow movie because that's supposed to be a prequel. He would exist in that world. The whole spy, yeah. espionage, terrorist trading stuff. He he'd be perfect in there. Or so could we do maybe like that. a Disney Plus show too? One of the Disney Plus yeah. shows. He could probably yeah for sure pop in that. I mean, villain. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, I know we'll get to it more in Black Panther, but yeah, his. His exit from the MCU was quite disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um, now, now, one one thing I want to stick on, just because that scene leads right into it. Obviously, Wanda, um, you know, does her her thing to all the Avengers and weakens them, and they all get their yes. visions at that time. And then she puts the mind spell on Banner, and just that whole fight with Hulk. I mean, I love the fight. Everything that happened between him and Iron Man. You know, we get the Hulkbuster that comes in. Again, I know I'm being such a Debbie Downer on this episode, but another one of my things that was disappointing was the fact that the Hulkbuster was able to, Tony was able to knock him out with one punch, the Hulk. You know, when he, you know, he kind of snaps out of, out of the spell and realizes the destruction. And I guess that was the moment. But the fact that he could knock the Hulk out. I just, will uh, say he leveled he, him through an entire building. Yeah. And didn't he do like the pulverizing punch to the face about like 20 yeah. times before the big, like, yeah. He's like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. But, but, but it's the Hulk though. It's like, all that's going to do is just piss him off even more. I don't know. I don't know. This is the nerd in me. I just, I never liked that. I just think it's impressive that Tony had the forethought and just created the Hulk buster. And, you know, when you see everything flying down from, from the sky, just basically locking him in this little cage, like it's impressive that Tony really thought this through knowing that at some point he was going to need all well, he worked on it with, with Banner together at the beginning of the, the the movie. They're like, that's why, like, that's why we have Veronica. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like we, that's, well, that's why we worked on Veronica together. 
and it we find out Veronica is the the Hulkbuster later on. Yeah. Now I have I have some nerd trivia dirt for for this scene. So if you remember, Man of Steel came out right before this movie, right? And in Man of Steel, you know they destroy Metropolis when he's fighting Zod and the whole thing, right? <laughs> what so. A, what a- so in this movie, in the original cut, because I remember hearing this in the in the theater, and if you go now, they edit it out. It's not there, but you can Google it and confirm what I'm saying. Tony says when he's going in with Veronica, I'm gonna get him out of the city because that's what heroes do. It was a direct <laughs> shot at Man of Steel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. And it, yeah, if you Google it, you'll you'll see. That was some shade. And then and if you watch it now, it it's edited out. You don't hear that. But he says that in the theatrical cut of the movie. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Um uh let's talk about some of the visions that everybody has. Uh before we talk about vision. Uh but let's go back to the beginning of Tony's vision that you know Scarlet Witch or, or you know that she kind of puts into his mind. Of yeah, seeing the, the heroes first one. all lying on the ground and saying, you could mm-hmm. have done more. Do you think this is going to be paid off potentially in Endgame? When I watched it this time, I was like, you know what? Even though that is the attack on New York, or we could think that it is potentially that, that scene is very reminiscent. If you've read the Infinity Gauntlet, there are, there's a scene where all the heroes are basically laid down on the ground like that. Now, we've seen Thanos be able to dust people, obviously, but is this foreshadowing in Endgame? Yes, right? and, scene? yes and no. And, yeah. and, and again, <laughs> again, being a nerd, I don't think it's going to be paid off in directly happening that way. But what I think is... The Mind Stone, because remember, Wanda got her powers from the Mind Stone, or the or the Mind Stone unlocked her powers, let's say. The Mind Stone, if, if you really want to get nerdy with the Infinity Stones and everything, is sentient. And it has been helping to manipulate everything that's been happening in the uh, MCU. Yeah. Because remember, the Infinity Stones want to be together. So I think the Mind Stone, through Wanda showed Tony that vision because it knew this would lead to Ultron, which would, lead, again, to bring everything together. Mm. So I think in that way, yes, it is going to be paid off when mm. we get to Endgame. I'm a nerd. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't help. No, man. No, <laughs> I mean, that's what we want. That's the, the point of the, the show. <laughs> there's uh, there's definitely some things there where we, the stone, he had, like, we're not going to be able to, like ignore the fact that Thanos still has all of the stones. He may not have an operating gauntlet come like Endgame. He still has all the stones, and a lot of these, you know, characters have been made from just one of them. So true. Even if they are powerful, they're not as powerful as all of them. Yep. Right. Uh, let's talk about some of those other visions. You have uh, Thor, who is in the Water of Sights. I mean, that's pretty much the big one, right? Where we see mm-hmm. all the stones. He gets the vision of, uh, I mean, you even see the, uh, what's the stone in Guardians? You see kind of that sphere. Power stone. The power stone. You power see stone. the sphere kind of burst, all of that. So you're, we're, he's getting true sight that this is what's happening. And then, of course, that leads him to going back and essentially, do, do you does he purposely bring vision to life, do you think? Did he intentionally yes. do that? Because yes, it, it, like, it seems that way, but like when I kind of watched it again, I was like, it was as if he was just coming back and just kind of threw the hammer down and it just happened. You know, and the, when he puts the cradle, right, that he hits, yeah. um, that brings Vision back. Well, yeah, because remember, obviously the Avengers all get in a fight in that right, scene, which obviously, that yeah, which is a prelude, you know, to Civil War. But 
then then Thor comes in and purposely does that because because they cut the power to what was powering Vision up. Right. So he then uses Molnir to basically to, finish the job. To shoot it up. And then yeah. he even says, "I had a vision, and that was at the center." Of it, in other words, he thinks he's doing the right thing at that point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he the the visions of hell, which is what it's supposed to be. Um, he's like you've. He sees. Uh, oh man, why am I blanking on it? <laughs> One of my favorite characters. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, from, uh, Heimdall. He sees Heimdall, Heimdall and yeah, he's yeah. like, yourself He's in. like, you put us here. Like this is this is your doing, and. Yeah, there's actually a little bit, like a little glimpse. You see Loki in the background of like of hell. So um, another potential endgame plot is a trip to hell. Mm-hmm. Oof. And then we get the uh, we've been talking about it here in the past few episodes about Captain America getting his dance. Isn't this, isn't his vision? Doesn't he get to see Agent Carter? Yeah, he's with he does. Peggy. Yeah. He's with Peggy. Yep. 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 His is the nicest one. Yeah. Is this cool? Because it's Cab. Because it's Cab. Cab's the best. I'll trust a guy with no dark side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Natasha's is just terrible. We get to see basically what her uh, training and everything was as a child, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's terrible like, to see that. Which and I do, Hawkeye. Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Because I do hope we get that Black Widow movie, you know, and then they could they could go back to some of those moments that we see there and see that her origin, essentially. I mean, even though we, we are kind of told that here, to see that, I think, in, in uh, you know, movie movie format would be great. Yeah, so. agreed. Completely agree. What are you saying oh, about no, I was just, I, Yeah, I was just going to say, Hawkeye's part in that was the best because she goes to do it on him. He's like, mm, nah, been there, done that. You know, yeah. didn't like I'm, it the last time. Yep. Nope. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> nice call back to the original Avengers. Uh, let's see what else we want to talk about. Oh, we got to talk about Vision, I think. You know, just, just um, you know, we've heard his voice multiple times throughout many, many movies here up to this point. And, uh, you know, Paul Bettany, I think, is just the perfect voice actor. And didn't we say, didn't we talk about on the first episode, like when they cast him, didn't they say they didn't have him planned to be no. Vision? No, no they didn't. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they never they thought it would get that far, right? Worked out yeah. great. Worked yeah, out just kind of working out great, yeah. But, yeah, uh... They- Go ahead. As far as Vision goes, like I, I really liked his uh, portrayal here. It's about like it's his, in my opinion, it's his like best version of Vision. Is this very first one, where he is just kind of figuring himself out, like where he fits. He's like even at one point he's like I'm only a day old. <laughs> I'm still a little naive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going forward, it just becomes like I'm not a big fan of like I'm not a big fan of like uh, like these rom- romance plots and I don't not a big fan of his plot with I mean it makes sense they both mindstone connect it but I very much like kind of emotionless not tied to anything vision at the beginning yeah he's just like kind of figuring things out may see, may see that in endgame where if they bring him back without the mindstone with less of personality no connection to ever, anyone it'll be a good portrayal but I I like when he's just like ripping things apart and the the moment when he like hands Thor Mjolnir is perfect. It's just like, Oh, that solidifies what everybody's opinion of him is. So we're right off the bat, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'd agree. I'd agree. And, and remember that vision, like you, you allude to potentially what it is in end game. Cause yes, he's lost the mind stone. He's lost that part of him, but you know, it's been established that he is part Jarvis, part Stark, part banner, part Ultron. 
and the Mind Stone. So just losing the Mind Stone, there's, there, he, he, there, that's just a part of him. That isn't all of him. And I think that was part of what they were trying to to establish between Age of Ultron and in, obviously even leading into Infinity War, that he's more than just that stone or just Jarvis. He's a makeup of basically all, almost all the Avengers. And, and when you look at it that way, um, yeah. the other, the other thing with, with Jarvis that God, now I'm saying Jarvis, the other thing with vision <laughs> that, that I really liked was like you said, him being so naive, but then when he has that conversation with Ultron at the end, whereas he's not, necessarily siding with humanity he's not saying hey i'm just with the humans because i need to be he's just saying that he he's just trying to be on the right side of of something good and, he, and with that conversation with ultron and ultron not being able to understand that and then saying god you're just so naive and then obviously having to destroy them i i, I love that look i know i've been so negative but that's the scene i really loved <laughs> at the yeah. end of the conversation that they they got to have Yep. There's something too, and, and this is just me just loving, I guess, maybe the power of vision. But I love when he shoots the beam out of the Mind Stone. There's something about that ability. Like I, when I always think of like the Superman movies, just when he shoots the laser eyes, there's something about that superpower I've always loved to see. And like just seeing him on full display um, in a couple moments taking down some of the Ultron bots is just awesome to me. What do you think we had to get the big Avengers moments of? them all coming together in the big camera circle pan. Is this like mm -hmm. a staple of Avengers movies? You think, are we going to get this in yeah. Endgame? Are we going to get something like that of, of just the classic, the team back together and you got to get that circle? Because, uh, of course, you do get it here on full display. Uh, yeah. The, the actress who plays Gamora has said on record publicly that there's a scene in one of like this was an inter interview before Infinity War. Mm -hmm. There's a scene with literally everyone, like everyone that filmed the movies is there. That she fit and she was there for filming, so it's obviously not in Infinity War. Wow, that'd be epic. That's man. when that's when Cap finishes what he started in this movie and says, "Avengers Assemble." assemble. Yep. And that's when the, that's when the crowd loses it. <laughs> I will only go see it twice. That's when Par Paris misses it all because he passes out on the floor. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just fainting on my feet. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Uh, anything else? I think on this, that you guys want to mention? Uh, I mean, obviously the post-credit scene. Or go ahead. What do you got? No, I, I would just say because I guess we never technically we haven't touched on any of the real action scenes in the movie. I really love the the Ultron chase scene oh, where, yeah. you know, he's building the body for vision and then cap has to basically take him one-on-one -on, -one on, on top of the, the semi. And then, you know, Natasha comes in, the grabs the shield and Natasha brings it to him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you think I've been doing? Yeah. That, that, that was a really good one. And then obviously uh, Wanda and Quicksilver, you know, right before that realized, cause Wanda sees the, sees Ultron's vision because once he yeah, right, gets the point, mind stone, yeah. she can see, she can see what he's really thinking and realizes what his plan is. And uh, yeah, the whole, the whole chase scene after that really good. Again, I got to be negative Nancy just a little bit. Um, <laughs> I didn't, again, this goes against the Ultron character. Why would he keep black widow alive? Doesn't make sense. That, that never made yeah. sense. something about like, I needed someone to talk to essentially. Yeah. Mm. Which oh, is not oh. like, reasonable but 
Yeah, agree. Oh, one, oh, we we didn't talk about the farmhouse. And no, that's right. Yeah, I, and even the real family. life issue with the farmhouse because this is part of the reason why Josh oh, Whedon man. left the MCU was he wanted the farmhouse and and the execs at the time you know at Marvel wanted to cut it out completely so he had to compromise put it have the Thor cave scene to keep the farmhouse or something something to that effect but the fact that this entire time Hawkeye had a secret family you know at this farmhouse and that's where he takes the Avengers to hide out after they're defeated I'm gonna tell you this if we're gonna have hot take predictions it's that it we we can talk about it because the end game trailer Trip. just happened last week but uh oh he's gonna watch all of his family die oh god of them I, I, on think that we farm. Saw, I, I think we just saw it in the trailer to be i think we, yeah we think we saw yeah. it right before it and yeah he, like it's doing the thing with the archery with his daughter and not even like a minute later like he watched he, no, no no part of his family survives this it's gonna be yeah. terrible yeah <laughs> well it's i think risk- you know we we almost have to have the farm scene for Hawkeye's character. Cause if you yeah, really th- step back and think about Hawkeye as a character up to this point, we don't really know much about him. You know, he's just kind of there in Thor, you know, we kind of, you know, we get him obviously it, in the, the last Avengers. It serves but... the same purpose as like Spider-Man's origin in the MCU was yeah. very quick yeah, and just, like didn't need boom. much. Yep. And this like had its own scene, but it didn't require its own movie. Like they didn't need to like go yep. into production, and, like create this whole backstory from they're like, all right, Literally one scene is going to make this character so much more deep mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah, so. And I think even for the characters in the MCU, so even for like Tony, like Tony is shocked that he has a family, <laughs> you know, even for them that they're they're surprised. So I think it just adds so much definitely uh, oh, to, 100%. to his character. And don't forget, and don't forget when we get to the battle in Sokovia at the end, the speech that he gives to Wanda about, you know, hey, if you step out this door, you are an Avenger, Avenger kind of yeah. thing. But the fact that he, he even in the movie is self-aware, he's like, none of this makes sense. I'm out here fighting robots with a bow and an bow arrow. And like, arrow. Like he gets it that, you know, he is, quote unquote, the weakest Avenger. Yeah. But at the same time, that was the great thing Whedon did do with Ultron was he made Hawkeye the heart of the team. Yeah. You know, because here's this guy that he's just a normal guy. His only special skill is obviously he's insanely accurate, you know, with with the bow and an arrow. With anything. Yeah. Yeah. With anything. Yeah. As the character goes. But yeah, that's Hawkeye. And and I love that they acknowledge that because he's always the butt of the jokes of how is this dude even on the team with all these other superpower characters. But he's kind of the heart and the conscience of the Avengers. And he even has that conversation with his wife. And she she says, like, you know, you know why you're doing it. They need you. You know, they don't. It's not that they need your bow and arrow. They need you to be that support, that heart of the team. You just need to be there. And he, yeah. he acknowledges that. And he They're setting him is. up for a big end game role. That's for sure. Oh, yep. yeah, for sure. He's for all sure. over that commercial. Yep. There's a reason he wasn't in the last one, for sure. Um, we, we mentioned the Stan Lee scene. Obviously, it's in the party scene. And, and what is that when he's getting ready to take a sip? Excelsior. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Thor is just like, oh, this is not drink the for more The thousand-year-old uh, alcohol yep. that he so, takes. Classic now, Stan Lee cameo. Now, one thing with that, because because my memory is fuzzy on this, Cap is drinking it, though, right? Yeah, because it doesn't affect them. Because it doesn't affect, yeah. Because Maybe that well, one does. Well, actually, actually <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it does, because normal alcohol doesn't affect him. Maybe that one actually does get him drunk. Yeah, and then, yeah, the, the Stan Lee taking it, yeah, that was great. Real good scene. Again, I love that entire scene. I think that whole Avenger tower, tower scene is is the best part of the movie for me. 
because like you said, you got to see the Avengers actually relax and just enjoy the moment versus always fighting and having to save the day. And then obviously Ultron ruins it at the end. But yeah, the whole scene was great. Hmm. Uh, Post-credit scene. Got to mention it, of course. We see Thanos picking up the gauntlet and saying, fine, I'll do it myself. Obviously a bit of like continuity, like with like with infinity war they're just like oh yeah we're just gonna rewrite all of that real quick yeah. and make yeah. it so he gets the gauntlet here from the l from um from the dwarves instead so i don't know i mean i'm fine with it obviously it's it's nice looking back but it, it built a lot of hype obviously with uh with him being a big threat in the mcu mm-hmm I think this movie, obviously, like we said, with all the visions that kind of happened throughout this movie, this movie was really setting in stone. Hey, guys, we're doing the Infinity Gauntlet next for sure. <laughs> like this is yeah. this is where yep. we're going. Yep. There's no no questions to be thinking about or anything. This is where we're going. So, uh, all right. So, what do you guys think overall? Like in rewatching it for me, I definitely enjoyed it. Like I said, I think now knowing where we end up going, the rewatch was much better for me this time because I wasn't disappointed like you, Paris, when I first saw it, but you know, I was never blown away by it. Like, it, it was cool. It was just a great Avengers movie. But now, now I, I definitely enjoyed it more. And having the well, knowledge it's inter- now. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually thought going into all this rewatch that I wouldn't like the original Avengers that much. I was like, ah, it's probably not going to hold up. I actually have a greater appreciation for the original Avengers movie now, knowing what we know. But also knowing what we know, Ultron, to me, feels like an opportunity lost to establish a fantastic villain in Ultron who it is in his nature and DNA to return unexpectedly. Just when you think you've defeated him, there's always a copy out there somewhere (laughs) and he returns. Right. Um, And this clearly to me was, we have to set the roadmap to get to infinity war and end game. And this is where they did it. So I kind of see that in the movie. And for me, it takes away from it. But look, it has enough great moments that it's not a horrible to watch it or anything. But like I said, just for the expectation of what I thought Age of Ultron was going to mean for the MCU, I walked away disappointed. Gotcha. Swain, final thoughts? I enjoyed it so much more. That's that's as simple as I can put it. Like, it was a better go around the second time. Uh, well, I don't know how many times this has been for Ultron, but um, it's it's a much better movie knowing where it's at in the MCU. It's a lot of them like this that they age very well um, as you go back. And I mean, they may not age perfectly well, but they age well uh, with the supporting uh, content. Definitely. Um, also, big, big advice. If you own the uh an actual copy of this movie. Not many people probably do. Um, <laughs> it has probably one of my best, like, deleted blooper scenes. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Look it up. It's got one of the best blooper scenes of all of them. I, I watch any one that I own, I watch it, and this is up there. That's for sure. What's it got? What, what's the highlight? Uh, I mean, like, it's always just, like, the it's a bunch of crazy being stuff. Re- really goofy on, on set and just... It's it's hard to describe why it's the, <laughs> one of the better ones, but uh, having watched a bunch, this is up there. Awesome. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it up for us here with Avengers Age of Ultron. Next episode, we will be talking about Ant-Man. So a little bit of change of tone here for the next episode. But we are now just firing straight for Endgame, like uh, Sway mentioned a little while ago. The latest and hopefully the last Endgame trailer came out here recently. So we are getting much mm. closer, guys. So don't forget you can hit us on Twitter at MCU Rewatch or email us MCU Rewatch at gmail.com. And please subscribe on whatever your podcast service of choice. We do appreciate the subscriptions over there and it helps move the podcast up the rank. So everybody, thank you as always here for tuning in. And with that, we'll catch you next episode. Later. <laughs>